Um, I like Brothers in a Hotel Bed, but I thought it was like of a video you could find on a certain site or something. You Ew. know what I mean? That's what I thought it was going to be. You know what Stop. I mean? Like I said, that's what you thought me, it was going to be. Is that really what you thought? Just DeAndre just like on a, on a hotel bed with some <laughs> other... You can, you can edit that out. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Running running Trisnays. Um, shout out to Black Lily Fat Joe. Man. <laughs> this podcast is Double top the rails. <laughs> Double top yeah, It's just too much here We're just in the telly With some Probably some white women You know what I mean Um Welcome to episode 20 of Free Dish Changer. I am one of your hosts, DeAndre Jones. 20, nice round number. I'm very excited about this one. How are you boys doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I had recording a little later today. Uh, I had to race here because I was watching Mission Impossible. So I had to race here like Ethan Hunt. He would have came made here it. straight from Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, he would have he made it here on time though. You know, I, I let Tom down. Yeah, that testosterone is probably popping right now off that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's just adrenaline to the... I'm going to tell you that, that it's not going to do much for you when discussing the album we have today. <laughs> Very much not Mission Impossible music. You're driving a dirt bike off a mountain right now. I mean, it was on a train, and then it went off a cliff, and then... <laughs> <laughs> um, are you, do you have a beverage today for the pod? Uh, no, just some water. Got, took some people's wow. recommendations, got some Look water. Like it looked like you were blurring out the Starbucks for a minute. <laughs> like, this man does not want product placement. <laughs> Not sponsored, but we could be. We could be bought off. Clausen, how are you doing? Yeah, man. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new mic. It's slightly better than the old one. <laughs> oh. Oh, that is a it is a little new guy over there, isn't it? It ain't the little the you know, the potty approved one you got over there, you know. Hey, listen, everyone's doing their own thing. <laughs> The two seventy no you got over there, you know. No need to compare the microphones. Look, I just I just I just yeah, pointed and clicked. a stack. <laughs> I did not drop a thousand dollars on this. It's <laughs> not how you've, much this microphone costs. You've won seven potties, bro. I mean, you got to reinvest. You know. You're right. You're right. I mean, look, when you get to the point in this game where I've gotten, you know, you got <laughs> your you know, investment's going to be, gotta be serious. Don't worry. We're all going. I mean, look, we're all headed there. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying he's going to be out on the villain, but. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> i'm not sure why i'm not sure why my other podcast has to come up every episode <laughs> that's just that, those are just shameless plugs man this is promotion yeah, <laughs> yes always be plugging abp okay this week uh we've got man a real high school ass album Something that, like, at least I was listening to a lot in high school, but I realized now that it came out in middle school, for me, at least. We're doing Plans by Death Cab for Cutie, 2005. This is Clausen's pick. Yeah. Clausen. <laughs> what's what's going on? Are you are you okay? Why'd you pick this one? <laughs> Man, I just got in a Ben Gibbard, like, hole. You know, you just start listening to one Death Cab song, and then you're just like, God, man, I'm 40 deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, such great yeah. heights is going, and you just, you know. 
listen, this podcast is going to stop speaking about Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie as if they're the same band. Like, it just <laughs> well, can't. no, I know they're different. I mean. But, you know, it's happened a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, but no, I get what you're he started. He started both of them. <laughs> I know. Have you heard of any, any of uh, Ben Gibbard's solo stuff? A little bit. It's not very good. Oh. <laughs> I hope he doesn't that always episode. Damn. Who, who has left their band and made solo stuff and it been, like, good? George like, capital G good. Well, that's that's different. I mean, like, this person doing multiple. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy? I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess Ozzy. <laughs> I don't know. Not truly, not many. I can. My mind is flooded right now with everyone that's done a really bad job of it. Maddie Healy yeah. didn't try it. No. <laughs> Maddie Healy is nothing without his band, man. I mean, he's a good Whew. songwriter, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I. I'd be the last person in line to pick up the Maddie Healy solo joint. I'm you don't think that you. breakup album's coming, man? Come on. <laughs> oh, it's. I think it's coming as another 1975 album. I think. He, I think you said they have. They only have one more, and then they're done. So. Mm. Well, we'll all celebrate. If you want to go, if you if you feel like hating yourself, you should go listen to Patrick Stump, a Fall Out Boy's solo album. I will fucking, I will not be doing that. Oh, it the is, Chris Cornell one's bad it's too, yeah. I just thought about that. Horrific. I mean, he made like, he decided he wanted to make like radio pop. <laughs> Don't, oh, it's, it's so like bad. Chris Cornell. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I have a good example. Okay. Uh Dallas Green from Alexis on Fire became City in Color. Yeah. And City in Color is good. Yeah. There you go. And George Clinton. Those are two good examples. <laughs> George Clinton. And George Clinton. He didn't have eight <laughs> bands. <laughs> he was down to hit on all of them, man. It's like Prince had five, you know. I don't know. Still, though, it's clearly pretty rare. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, 2005. Ant, had you heard this? Have oh, yeah, let's heard- talk about we have we have talked about two thousand five. Yeah, we've talked about two thousand five. Um, but we, I mean, we we remember talking about like hip hop music, I guess, in that right. Time. We can talk about right, like, the indie scene. Yeah, so I mean, this thing like it's going up against albums like uh, I just I literally just had it. Sorry, Arcade Fire's funeral. Uh, Beck mm. released the album. Um, <laughs> so, Beck. Yeah, I know Darrell was crazy. Then. Was still popping. <laughs> Franz Ferdinand. Uh, these are all albums mm. that were also nominated for uh, best Grammy for, sorry, Grammy for best alternative um, album. Uh, mm. Was Plans here. nominated too? Was yeah, Plans is nominated. That's what I'm saying. Plans was nominated. Franz Ferdinand and uh, White Stripes, which uh, White oh. Stripes won for Get Behind Me, Satan. It's a good, that was a good album, as I recall, right? I mean, it's early white stripes, so probably you know. Oh. If you like, not Jeff, a dead like weather Jack fan. White. Oh, another nice example. Thing. That's another one. Someone that went solo and did a good job. Jack White. Did he? I mean, he did an okay job. <laughs> people really like that. Last I just think. Jack I mean, I does everyone like him, or does it only do people only like him because of his uh, celebrity death match with Jack Black? You know, in that. It's a good throwback. I like it. <laughs> for you to, for you to like, insinuate I... that literally anyone else but you is thinking about Jack White's celebrity death match against Jack Black. I love the sass is... you're putting in it. Like you didn't watch Celebrity Deathmatch? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I watched it, but like what 
that's the that best was the one. Fir- I I'm gonna tell you that was like my first association ever with the white stripes. Was I was like, oh, who's this Jack White guy? <laughs> Why is he in claymation? Okay, I need to I need to Google this now because I um I had a celebrity deathmatch video game. Whoa! And and it was so much fun, and I cannot remember what console it was for. <gasps> PS One. Holy shit! <laughs> God, this is such a fun game. Anyways. Sorry, I'm back now. <laughs> uh, this is another. Isn't this is another band from like Washington era area. Yeah. Um, though they re- though they recorded this album mostly in Massachusetts. It sounds like Massachusetts. Yeah, it does. I will say that <laughs> it, it really does. New England energy. Hundred uh, percent. It has the northern energy. This is a sad album. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, this might this might be the saddest album we've done. <laughs> and I was just like thinking about. The things that I thought to myself as a twelve as year, a, no, as like a, as like a high schooler, because I didn't, really, I didn't hear this when it first came out, and just how much, how much I, my life was so fucking hard. I felt, yeah, <laughs> you know, perfect music for that. How hard your life was. Um, I didn't like really listen to this album until like twenty, sorry, two thousand nine. Yeah, probably two thousand nine or so. Hmm. And at that time, I mean, it had an effect on me, I guess, or or was an outlet, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Will Follow You Into the Dark got ran into the ground and has been since. Yeah, it affects my listens even now. It really to does. where I'm just yes. like, man, I like this song, but it's almost a skip, event. like automatically. I maybe, maybe I've seen it performed at too many, like one too many coffee shops by one too many white guys, but like. But have you yeah. performed this song? I have never seen this song performed. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I feel like I'm this is a song so you'd pull out, though. Um, it, it has. I mean, it has been a song that has been in my Serato. No, but I'm and, talking about my guitar. I feel like this would be. And it has been a song that I have. Listen, me and a friend who shall not be named definitely was at the coffee scene, busting <laughs> this one out <laughs> for sure. You know, no, we're tiptoeing a topic, so let's. <laughs> Let's just move on here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! One day, one day, this podcast is going to reach the Pine Forest High School classes of like 2009 to 2013, and we're gonna have to answer for some of this shit. (laughs) I will stand at the firing line. I'll stand there. It's true. Um, no, this has definitely been. You know, I yeah. I mean, look, who didn't? Who didn't? Who didn't perform who it? If you, if you if you had a guitar, but yeah, I agree with you, Clausen. It affects my listens even to this very day, literally to it, this day. It's kind of how we belong together. Kind of was on the Mariah Carey shit too. Like, it's such a good yeah. song, but I've heard it so many times in my life that sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of the songs. Like, if it pops up. But you're not like no, like when I was listening it, straight through on yeah. the album, I was like, I can, I can yeah, skip exactly. today. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it almost, I mean, like I don't want to like put the crap before the horse here and get too deep into this, but it almost makes it hard for me to determine whether or not this song is actually a good song or not. Like I'm, I'm having I trouble, yeah, deciphering whether or not I think the song sonically is good, or if I'm just like so incredibly tired of it. You know, <laughs> is it bad or am I just tired of it? That's the question that I, mm. I've asked myself. Eternal question. Um, okay, well, 
how did so class let's start with you how did the i mean i'm sure whatever re-listening you did was not was not the first time you heard it in a while but how is this how's this album overarchingly playing for you right now mostly positive man there's only nice. really one song that i'd probably skip that's not i'll follow you into the dark mm, interesting i'm very excited to hear about, that, hear about mm. that one but yeah i mean it holds up man come on I think I agree for the most part. I do. Th- I there are a couple of lulls that I don't think I felt when I was a you know preteen. I think teenager. this is where he locked in his songwriting, like a hundred percent, like transatlanticism too. But this is like the yep. Death Cab sound, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He sure. figured it out. I would say. And how was your first intentional listen? This album is shorter than I thought it was, but yeah. um. <laughs> You know, not to sound like um, an unemployed, like, white woman talking about crystals, but I think I've done, like, a lot of healing. (laughs) And this album, like, didn't really, (laughs) it really, like, kind of bothered me more than, like. It was a little too toxic? A little too. Yeah, it was not even, like, a little bit too toxic, but I was, not because of the music itself, but it was me more, it was causing me to self-reflect on, like, who I was when I was listening to it and being, like, the things I was thinking or the, the emotions I was feeling, not that they weren't valid, but that I could have like done better with them. And, um, that I've kind of like come a long way for, since then. Yeah, so yeah. at the, like at the very least the album did cause me to like self reflect, which was, which was good. But the music, uh, like pretty surprisingly to me did not have like, a, like when I do listen to like, um, like sadder stuff and stuff like that. Like, I do feel like um, like it's good to to sit in that feeling sometimes. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. um, that that familiarity. Yeah. And uh, with this one, it was more like it kind of made me uncomfortable with uh myself <laughs> and mm. um who I was like previously. Like you saw too much of your old self. Yeah, where where I was I was thinking about it like a little bit too much and and not not too much but like in a way that I was um not overanalyzing but realized that I had held on to those emotions for like too long not that I was releasing them by listening to this album that was not happening at all but that those had but that those those emotions had actually already left um mm. and they had been gone for a while um it's growth yeah <laughs> growth pod <laughs> uh, growth pod um and maybe it's because this album is so associated with those specific times you know mm. uh compared to the music the sad music that we listen to now yeah but but that's probably you know ultimately yeah. well it kind of laid the foundation for a lot of the sad music of our day now you know yeah. Mm. And in that way, I mean, it does, you know, there are times where I'm like, okay, this sounds like 2005. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It definitely gives off a little bit of a dated vibe. I, I think I, I relate to what Anne was just saying about feeling like, you know, the, I think like re-listening to this like gave me a glimpse into like versions of me past, but it doesn't invoke the same like, you know, raw high school emotion that I used to have around it. It felt like a little novel as I was going through it, but there are some, there are some ones that I was like, "Oh man, this song is like actually good," and I'm really happy to hear this. Yeah, one when again. it's when it's bopping, bro, it's bopping. You know what I mean? Oh, it's bopping when it's in there. 
Spaß. Uh, <lacht> 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 uh, okay, let's get into let's get into some track by track. Let's start high this week. Let's start high this week. Okay. Um, and I'm going to randomly nominate Clausen to start. <laughs> yeah, it's real random. Cool. Three fucking people in here. Tell us, tell us about some of your highlights. Yeah. Oh man, your heart is an empty room is a banger. Fucking what Sarah okay. said, bro. Brothers Woo! on a fucking hotel bed. Woo! I mean, fucking soul meets body is a glass, you know. Soul meets body. Interesting. You think okay. No? You think no? Uh, it's not. It's 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 mid for me. It's not high or left. It's, I'm not. It's I'm not gonna say soul meets body. I wasn't planning on saying that that name at all. I mean, come on. For the most part, most of them are hidden from me. Uh huh. Uh, do you? So I agree with most of these, except for your heart is an empty room. I found that. I, I, I didn't feel like that track was adding a lot to the project personally, but how do you feel about the what Sarah said into Brothers in a Hotel Bed? Do you feel like Ooh. that's a little do you feel like that's mm. a little too much like is it is, is he stacking? I feel like maybe he's stacking there. Like maybe it's a little too sad. Nah man. <laughs> you like that shit. It's a good transition, man. I'm always here for that. Hundred yeah. percent. But I mean uh you gotta listen to your heart is an empty room on the tiny desk. Man, he, he murdered that shit. Okay, I'll listen strip to that. down. It's I really like the instrumentation of that song, and I think the chorus is written really, really well. But I think that I if, at least when I don't know, I just knew, I I wasn't sure if I felt like this song was like bringing bringing a whole lot to the table in the mix of the other the other ten songs. Mm-hmm. Speaking of big plus for me, this thing's pretty tight. Eleven songs. I like that shit. Yes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, it's forty-five minutes, so you know it's not the shortest album in the world. But no, there's not. There's like a five. There's there's a couple songs that go over four minutes here. Oh, I know. There's a song on the next Death Cab album you would fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Um, I will possess your heart. That's like yeah. When long. it goes, there's like a five minute I just jam. I love that <laughs> fucking song. Oh no, but I can see, I can see if you don't like it. Oh yeah, Ant would hate it. <laughs> it takes <laughs> five minutes for to sing the first three and a half minutes of. <laughs> How I wish I could see the potential. Yeah. Um, I really, really like Crooked Teeth. It's probably my favorite. I didn't know that was that's a wild song. That, that's wild that J Cole sampled this song. This man, did you pre-write that? (laughs) I've been thinking about that all week. I wrote it down in my notebook, yeah, while I was writing my notes, yeah. (laughs) This one's going to (laughs) kill. This one's going to... The boys are going to love this one on the pod. (laughs) Um, I wrote down, uh, as I was listening to Crooked Teeth, that Ben Gilbert is like the push of tea of breakups. Like he... The way he can describe sadness and breakups in so many ways reminds me of the many different ways that Bush T can describe cocaine. <laughs> so that's probably my high. Crooked T's the high? That's probably my favorite song. I really like what Sarah said. It's incredibly sad. Devastatingly sad. Um, he's good at that, man. But he's good at that. And, you know, I like marching bands in Manhattan. I like that opening track. You know, he's in assembly bag. Nice, strong bass line there. So those are probably my top three, but I don't, you know, I don't, 
I like Brothers in Hotel Bed a lot. It's one of the few songs that I actually have starred. And like it's on my playlist before all mm. this. I think that different names for the same thing is a sleeper. I think it's slept on. <sighs> <sighs> oh my god, here we go. <laughs> All I haven't right. seen my positives yet, though, so I can't get. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got to hear what he's got over there. <laughs> yeah, what you got over there, bro? All right, so uh, marching bands from Manhattan. Um, this album immediately hits its peak and then falls off a a a, a, a cliff um, slowly. Um, <laughs> it hits wow! Every rock on the way down. <laughs> Yeah, it it starts like it where it, like it propels it up a bit, and you're like, oh, it's going, and then it kind of goes. It's like evil Knievel jumping down. off the the snake, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> or it's like uh, the so the dirt bike. Exactly. So marching bands is your favorite song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul Meets Body, good is a banger. Love the instrumentals on that actual song. Um, <laughs> I like Brothers in a Hotel Bed, but I thought it was like of a video you could find on a certain site or something. You Ew. know what I mean? That's what I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like I said, that's what you thought me, it was going to be. Is that really what you thought? Just me and DeAndre just like on a, on a hotel bed with some <laughs> other... You can, you can edit that out. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Running running Trisney's. Um, shout out to the Planet Fat Joe. <laughs> this podcast is Double off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Double time. It's just too much here. We're just in the telly with some, probably some white woman. You know what I mean? Um, oh my God. <laughs> so when I brain. saw the name of the album, I was like, oh, maybe this is going to get to like some complicated sort of like him and his brother are in love with the same person or something. I don't know. I was just like looking at these like things like very literally. Um, not quite. And no, not, qu- not quite that at all. No. Um, <laughs> Um, Your Heart is an Empty Room is a good song, especially after you skip I Will Follow You Into the Dark. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's it's like the gift that. and the curse of that song being popular. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like when I hear something, uh, like, get that shit out. <laughs> I agree with you on Marching Bands in Manhattan. I think that song is really good. Um, I mean, so did you like Brothers in a Hotel Bed or were you just disappointed that it's not about weird sex? <laughs> I like Brothers in a Hotel Bed, but I also think it's a terrible analogy for what the hell he's talking about on that song. You know what? Well, I, could, I could definitely sure? agree. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, it's just a really striking analogy. I think I it's mean, like... I just... It is, I but mean, I feel like you could, you could do that. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah. this is... A, he's like, it's incredibly platonic. Like, it's... Like, it, you know. No, he's talking about how they are making a point of not facing each other while they're laying in bed. I mean, it's it's all of the above. Yeah, but like. But why? And why are they doing? It's just that? you and yeah. your brother. Like you're our family. Like why are you being weird? Like you're you're being. Y'all not about to make moves <laughs> on each other. Like relax. I I perceived it as like <laughs> they're old and they're, and like you know the magic passion whatever is gone and it feels like you're just like laying next to your brother. That's okay. what I perceived. I, I can see it like that. Yeah, sure. but that's not how I took it. I took it how like. You well, that's the beauty like, of music. You know, your, your parents, yeah, your parents are like get a hotel room, and then you know it's only a two bedroom, like how all hotel rooms are and stuff. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's mostly my positives. Um, 
I feel like there's gonna be some negatives. <laughs> there's gonna be some negatives. I mean, this man clearly has the most <laughs> negative opinion of this album of all of us. Okay, well, let's have a quick. Let's. I mean, we already talked about "I Will Follow You Into the Dark," but can we just have a quick moment to say whether or not we feel like this song is good? Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think the song is good. I just think that we have now at this point have heard too many songs like it. So we like we don't like associate it kind of really with that, you know, that bass. Um but I do think um for like at least a time probably it's a pretty it's a pretty good song. Mhm. It didn't do too hot on the charts. It went like 28th on Billboard. That's crazy. Because um, it has like the most staying power out of all these songs. Well, I think it popped off it, later, but when they tried to just make it a single off, yeah, during it, the it went double, cycle, the single itself went double platinum. Um, oh, yeah, which is I lot. think it popped yeah. off later. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like it's it's used a lot, like in, like in media. Yeah. So when something becomes like a mainstay like that in your life, I think it's kind of hard to like be like, is is this a good song? Yeah, um, they they hate it too. I saw this guy about Bonnaroo, and they were like, uh, Ben Gibbard said, "I was not planning on playing this song, but when Chance the Rapper asks you to play a song, oh my god, <laughs> podcast throughline, Chance the fucking rapper, <laughs> and then they played, play? and then he played, <laughs> I will follow you into the dark." All right, how do we feel about this? Not we, but like, what do we think about this? Um, it was nominated for a Grammy for best pop performance by a duo or group with vocals, and it lost to guess the song. God, it's gonna be bad. Best pop performance. Yep. Okay. By a duo. It, yeah, or a group with vocals. Oh, that's what okay. it was nominated for. Maroon Five. It lost to guess who? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. I think it was popular around that time. <sighs> I'm not gonna get this. Dance, dance, by Fall Out Boy. Okay. Klaus, you got a guess? <sighs> MGMT? Some shit. I... <laughs> All right. It lost to My Humps by Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Check it out. The, fe- Grammys, the Grammys are so goddamn stupid, and this is just like the, the sheer... I mean, like the fact that these were in the same category. Yep. Best part is Ben Giver probably did not give a fuck. <laughs> like, anyway, we're back on tour. So <laughs> Yeah, but it was it was nominated up there with uh Over My Head by the Fray. Oh that yeah. Now that's a banger and in my the same category. That song? Is it any wonder by Keen? That should have won. All right. All right. Stop it. <laughs> what? I forgot you're you're a Keen head, aren't you? You like Keen a lot. I do like Keen. <laughs> This is the second time Keen has come up in this podcast. <laughs> and uh, stick with you, stick with you. Sorry, by the uh, the Pussycat Dolls. I just how did the fray not win that? That song was fucking everywhere. Yeah, the fray, that's, that's the best song for sure. <laughs> nope, my humps one. Check it I out. I mean, that song was everywhere too. It is, uh, regardless of whether you like it or not. No, but I mean, you couldn't have a, a dramatic television show from the years of 2005 to 2010 right. without this song popping up man you're right over my head was fucking tearing up abc family dr Just... cox was tearing up that fucking that fucking <laughs> or man <laughs> where my scrubs heads at scrubs yeah you're right 
I never knew. That song is good. <laughs> the Frey is a good band. One day we're going to have a conversation about the Frey. Not today. Are though. you sure? <laughs> <laughs> One day we're going to have a conversation about Keen when I pick their album. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I really only know Somewhere Only We Know by Keen. So, you know. Yeah. I'm willing to learn more. Something I think that like I will follow you into the dark just like really resonated with our gem- our demographic like the high schoolers and something happened. I think it's I think it is overplayed, but I don't think it's a bad song. You yeah. know, it's well crafted. It's well crafted. It's a good. It's well written. Like like I mean like much of this album is very well written. Um, and it's cool that it's raw. He like tracked you know they tracked it like in one session or whatever. Like it's like you know there's it's just you him. Got it. Guitar. You got it, man. When you got it, you got it, bro. All you right, let's move it. into these lows, the section that Anne has been eagerly awaiting. I feel he got a whole clip over there, so. So why don't you go ahead and lead it <laughs> off, bro, bro. All you... right, so. <laughs> different names for the same thing should be the name of this album. <laughs> okay, because I'm, not, this man I'm wrote, not mad this at man that. Wrote, this man wrote three songs and was like, how, do I, how, how can I make these three <laughs> songs into multiple songs? Which three songs are we talking? <laughs> yeah, what do you think are the three ordinal songs? I definitely think like the first three songs are pretty like close to them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair. To each other, mm-hmm. and then probably different names for the same thing up until someday you will be loved, and then crooked teeth <laughs> on down. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole album just. Uh... <laughs> I just broke it up for you guys. He wrote Look, it. And shout out to him for doing that. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. You took the, the same kind of, like, subject matter and shrunk it into, like, you know, a, a couple of different things. It is a concept. You know what I mean? You, you're working with just one one idea there. But, um, yeah, man, I just wasn't, like, why, and why is Sarah so, why is it, what, is, what Sarah said, like, so long, bro? <laughs> Why she take so long to that's say like, it? The song is, oh, you know what? That song's so good that I was gonna say to you that 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 song is not long, but it is long, and I still this song is six minutes song long. But it, yeah, I mean, but he, it's a good six minutes, man. And then you said it pairs well with brothers on a hotel bed, bro. That song is ten minutes long. Then <laughs> he I said mean, that's nine minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't like, I don't like different names for the same thing. I, I don't like that song. That's my skipper. <laughs> that's your I, skipper. I skip that I, shit almost every time. Sir. Why? It just feels like it goes on forever, and like, which is wild because like one of the shortest songs on the album. But it's, yeah, but it has oh, no, that no, no, first no. part. And different names for the same out. things is five minutes and eight seconds. Oh yeah, my bad. Because it has that first minutes. part, then it goes out, and then it comes back, and you have the second part of the song or whatever. I don't know. Something about it, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna defend it. I just think I like the, I like the arc. I like the vibe. I, I get why people might not like it though. I don't think it's like, you know, it's not like it's not in my top two, but it might be in my top three. Mm. Um, so you don't like what Sarah said? How could you not like what Sarah said? You are a sad boy. Yeah, I know, but maybe it's because it's the um, growth, man. You know, the growth. Uh, that and because you know how long it is. Uh, no. Uh, the subject matter of the, <laughs> the the death of it all 
<laughs> no. Um, the, the the name associated with it? The name associated with it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little bit too... Uh... Klaus is leaning back with his head in his face right now. It was more just so. you trying to guess. Because like, I, I thought we were all on the same... <laughs> I mean... I mean, I had a feeling, but I think it's good. And you took content like two to strikes with that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. and um, I, honestly, I'm not a fan of Crooked Teeth either, to be honest. Whoa. Um, um, and I think the album should end with Brothers in a Hotel Bed. Um, I think it's like a good. Oh yeah, Stable Song sucks. Yeah, I yeah, I'd also say Stable Song. Not maybe if they put it, it somewhere else, but I maybe, know, maybe I if know. they put it somewhere else. But I actually don't think it's a bad song. I just think that Brothers in a Hotel Bed, the it way it wraps it up, you know. Yeah, the way it wraps it up is is, is really good. And yeah, it should yeah. Be. that's basically how I, I mean, listen to the album, unfortunately, because stable song like <laughs> yeah. I'll forget sometimes, and it starts up, and I'm like, let me go back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is I've talked about this on the podcast before. So many albums should have ended with the penalt with the penultimate track as opposed to the as opposed to the actual final song. Mm. Yeah. Um, it just feels like the, it feels like they like didn't really they wanted another song to round to to make it longer and they're like, uh, what about this one? Yeah. So wait, what's your negatives over there? Me? Yeah. I'm so glad you ask. I think someday you will be loved. Sucks. And uh, Ben Gibbard agrees. Okay. By the way, he hates that song too. <laughs> could, um, yeah. It feels it, it just feels like the 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 writing is a little weaker and it feel you know, it's like. This song is like about like how he is leaving a girl and is like, but someday someone else will like you, even yeah. though I don't. Like that's, that's like I don't know. That's it, it. Feels like kind of a weak concept. And and to be real with you, I don't believe it coming from Ben Gibbard, who is like always the one that's getting broken up with. <laughs> I mean, he wrote a whole album just about divorcing Zoe Deschanel. So I mean, yeah, fair enough. Um, so I don't really like that song. Um. I think stable song I was just underwhelming in almost every way and I kind of don't agree about putting it somewhere else. I think you could just take it off. Just make the thing a round it out to an even ten songs, lop that thing off. You don't think that song's better than any other songs? Mm. Um I, I think it's see, I, I think I, I think understand. it's better than someday you will be loved. <laughs> um <laughs> I can kind of understand the, the like it's kind of an awkward song to put somewhere else because it it is like a it is pretty much I would say probably the slowest song on the album right yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why it's on the end probably <laughs> yeah my I think my dream my dream version of this album I think is nine songs long maybe what are yeah the song? nine songs oh, someday you I'm will lopping be loved. off stable song and I'm lopping off someday you will be loved someday you will be loved. And if I'm if I'm even being like aggressive aggressive, uh, your heart in his empty room is is in my bottom. Mm. Meanwhile, we know Anthony's gonna cut out about seventy percent of the album, so <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it an EP. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that to a ten song album. That's it. You make it a VP at that point. That's not. Well, you love breaking up stuff into EPs and then releasing <laughs> something first, and then that's your whole thing. Um. I mean, I guess you could do that. You know what I mean? You could do that. Just plan one, plan two, plan three, you know? Where were you in 2005, <laughs> man? <laughs> this man. You need, you need to get hired at Sony right away. I should have. Yeah, listen. If I was born younger, I I promise you I would have been an A&R. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this man into fucking Def Jam. 
Get me to a time machine. Def Jam. Right now. <laughs> that man would have been yeah, Rockefeller. Okay. He, would, <laughs> he would have been telling him to cut some people immediately. <laughs> um, I think that this album, it's low key, which is fine. But when you're ro- rocking with such a low key album already, I think songs that like like Stable Song just really drag it down, man. Like, you know, like I I disagree with with Anthem. There are only three songs on here, but I <laughs> um it might stable have fit song. better on Transatlantic. So yeah, maybe. I think it would have. Yeah, I was gonna say I think like one of the reasons why Death Cab for Cutie at the time was probably like pretty unique is due to their like sound, right? And stable song kind of sounds like your run of the mill like alternative song. Yeah, and I'll and I'll maintain that I don't, you know, I I on the like duplicative song thing, I feel like your heart is an empty room is a version of a song that was done better on this album. Mm. Those are my lows, Clausen. Bam. <laughs> what are your lows, bro? Oh, yeah. Well, stable song. Uh yeah, definitely different names for the same thing. Cuz like sometimes that first part happens and then it kind of fades out and then you get in the second. I was like, man, I thought this fucking song was over. <laughs> and then it's almost two really skips. Like, Cause then I'll I just really like dark. the sentiment. I like what the song's about, you know? And it's kind of, he's got like a weird reverb going on there. Different. You know? And like with how the piano is kind of going, it's very spacey. Yeah. Like he's far away. I don't know. Yeah. That's that shit I do like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um but you i mean you like mo- you like most of this thing like the vast majority yeah. of this thing yeah what do you think about soul meets body i mean i think it's a banger man you think summer skins a banger it's good i don't know about banger territory you know all right, all right, all right. okay well i mean you know yeah soul meets body is good soul meets That's- body is okay oh only okay <laughs> you like summer skin more don't you yeah. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous? I mean, yeah. the listens alone will tell you that you are wrong, sir. Yeah. Like first I of all, think... he talks about he talks about being it being the end of September in this in this album and then he's talking about summer skin. Like <laughs> where where are we? What season right, is it? Slow down, bro. He's, he, he's, he's, slow. He's, record, he's recording this album. This album's recording mostly in Massachusetts. So like what summer skin like do you really have? Especially in two thousand five, like we're not being affected by global warming that much at that point. I don't know what time. <laughs> like, I mean, this is I coming really from a Rhode Island man, so he knows <laughs> that's his area. I just feel like summer or soul meets body is just like, I just think it's weak. I feel like the chorus is weak. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing. I was shocked when I read that this was that that was the the single because I you feel didn't like know this shit was popping. I didn't. I don't. I I forgot. I think that's I the first song I heard on this album. Yeah, like, I mean that would make it sense. Was it, was, it it was the lead single, and I think it's like one of the one of the not even like one of the worst songs. I just think it's like I I think it's pretty unremarkable personally. Mm. But who? I mean, who am I? I'm just a guy, you know. A guy, man. A fan. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever's making that. Uh, whatever. What's that sound that's in that soulmate's body? Someone, one of you artists, listen and identify for me. What song? What sound? What are we talking? It's like the jingling sound, right at the beginning there. 
I mean, it's probably like a tambourine oh. or something, but like yeah, yeah that tambourine, tambourine that shit gets me right there. But that you also gets. got like the uh, that should sound like jingle bells. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's that the makes vibe, sense. man. I love the Christmas. Shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I love Christmas. <laughs> Drinking a hard cider. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay, okay, okay. I mean, do you all do you all feel like this album gets um? Well, I feel like I actually know the answer to this based on your, based on your previous statements. But do you feel like it's it gets too samey at any point? Yeah, I could see that. You know, if you weren't a fan of that band in particular, it could be yeah, yeah where you just like, shit, is this the same song? Right, because this, this, this is the fun. sound. This is the death cap sound. So if you don't like it, then like, yeah, you know. he figured it out for sure. And for me, it's not that I don't like it. I just I grow tired of it really quickly but i think i've talked about on the album like on the podcast before that i just kind of do that with music where like i'll move through it pretty well pretty i feel fast. after this album they did diversify a little bit they did what they, for sure what they do after the what, narrow stairs yeah but like grapevine fires don't sound like anything on here fucking <laughs> grapevine fires is so good new twin size bed fucking banger mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plans a is twin size bed. You should never have a twin size bed. Well, you, you, you gotta listen to the song because he would agree. <laughs> <laughs> give, give it a listen, bro. Imagine being an adult and just living in a twin size bed. What are you, a prisoner? Well, that's <laughs> again. <laughs> it's a girl giving up it's, on. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's, all of what you're saying is pretty thematic. I mean, the first <laughs> lyric is, "You look so defeated lying there, and you're in your twin size bed, bro." <laughs> <laughs> a single pillow underneath your single head. <laughs> Jesus. Um uh, Narrow Stairs is is one of my favorite Death Cap albums. I thought about picking it, but honestly, uh I will possess your heart sometimes can throw it off just with the fifteen minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like that shit. Oh, it's good. <laughs> the road. Eight minute song. You should give it. You should give it a listen. And see what you feel. The only eight minute song I'm listening to is One Blood Remix. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what about Bedrock Remix, man? Come on, everybody was on that song. Uh, okay, with all of that, <laughs> let's let's rate this thing, man. Um, I feel like I haven't started in a while, so I'll go. Go ahead. Um, I am going to give Plans by Death Cab. A strong seven. Ooh. Um, I think that some of it, you know, it feels a little dated. It's still a good listen, especially if you're if you're not familiar with Death Cab. This is a good a good place to start. Um, and you know the star power of some of these songs can't be denied. So seven. I'm gonna go next. <laughs> Let me give this album a six. I love this train that we're on. Like the last like three or four <laughs> reviews that we've done have been like of albums that largely are like are just not we don't really like that much. <laughs> it's not even that I don't like it. It's just that like you know I'm just like really kind of this one at least I think with the content matter and how it relates to me like then to now. Um, that's how that's kind of what I'm taking to into account here, rather than like kind of more objective based, which is what we've I've tried to gone mm. before. 
Yeah. Like looking at it now, like rating at it, I'm, I'm looking at it as if it if if this came out now, then yeah. I would give it. Yeah, I would give it a six. But you know, 2005. Obviously, this thing was like huge. <laughs> obviously, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But uh, before we get to Clausen score, um, who probably has it scored the highest amongst us. That's why I'm I'm saying that. Um, uh, Rolling Stone gave it a three. Pitchfork gives it a six point five out of ten. Mm. Um, NME gives it a, a four out of ten. Ooh. Kind of wild. Kind of wild by them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LA Times because they used to rate music. Three out of four. Who the hell scores rank stuff like that? Four stars? Out of four. Silly. Yeah, out of four? That's ridiculous. It's four mics, not five mics, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, Clausen, what do you what do you what what rating is for you? I'm thinking like a like a like a like a it's eight? Go your heart. Follow your heart. Yeah, like a eight. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How how like how how influential influential is this album to like you and like I mean because you like you're you're like an artist right like to like the stuff that you like create or want to want to create now because it's like kind of an album that I've I mean I've heard of you talk about it like you know yeah a bit not 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 this album but this band yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah does it does it does it is it influential in any way to you? Maybe a little bit. Either of you? I don't know if, you know, maybe the way you approach certain things. Like, he is very good at crafting chord progressions and that type of, you know, very catchy. I don't know. DeAndre's over there thinking, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind me. Yeah. (laughs) What about, I mean, what about you? You're the one performing this song, right? (laughs) Like,. (laughs) What is uh, I mean that's not who you are anymore. Obviously, that we kind of talked about that, right? But are you like okay with how this album influenced you previously? You know? Yeah, I am. I don't. You know, like this song. I think was just like, or this album was like sad fodder to me. Yeah, and and also like a thing that I could listen to and enjoy, and also like use as a stake in like my my music my music snob hat like oh i listen to death cab mm. yeah or whatever um oh like my f- the formative sad albums that i had in high school this like this isn't one of them you know it was just like i like picked my favorites i, I you know i wasn't i wasn't running like plans on repeat i picked my favorites and i moved on like i yeah. definitely like spun i will follow you into the dark i spun uh crooked teeth and brothers in a hotel bed and what sarah said like those were my songs yeah I just feel like the those songs, or at least like I would fall into the dark and like some postal service stuff, um, are songs that people feel comfortable bringing up, like mm-hmm. when having discussion about like emotion and stuff like that, like within music and stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I agree with that, for sure. Mm. Um, okay. Here we are. Uh, I believe it's my turn to make a little pick. Yeah. So I want to do something that um, that has yet to be done. 
on this podcast. That's a bad start. <laughs> Here we go. He's going to make us listen to like a visual album or this something. This is like when he did the Sturgill shit. <laughs> <laughs> or Maddie on. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to shake it up. Look, you know? I, I'm just trying to push us a little bit further um, into some cutting edge stuff. So oh. what I'm going to do is I want to do an album that came out in this year. A new album. Okay. And I want to do an album that I think, I hope, that none of us have heard. So the album that I'm going to be doing is by Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel, or Seagal, depending on who you ask. Um, it's an album called Maps. Are you all familiar with Billy Woods? Um, the dude from the, the, the Sweatshirt albums? Yes, I think he's on the Sweatshirt albums. Yeah, he's like, he's gonna underground, um, ish, Earl esque rapper. Oh, um, yeah, he's got that... ASAP Rock on a song. He's got to be underground. <laughs> um, that whose whose album I was kind of fucking with last year. He has an album called Athiopes, I think. Um, and. I was excited to see that there's a new album, but he has a new album. I haven't heard it. It's on my to listen to list. So I thought it'd be fun to do this together. So that's what we're going to do. All right. Um, Maps by Billy Woods and Kenny Seagal. Uh, Should we do on repeat? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. This man, Earl Sweatshirt did it making a band song. Yeah, that was really funny. He got a big ass forehead. <laughs> I can't be talking about that way. You know, big ass forehead. I feel like once you go bald, you can't. I mean, like, you don't have a forehead anymore. That's just your head. You know, <laughs> you don't got no big ass forehead anymore. No you just got a big ass head. So you're saying the okay. Rock's joke from one of the Fast movies didn't hit when he said Tyrese <laughs> got a big ass forehead? Tyrese been bald forever. <laughs> okay, so did you, have y'all <laughs> have y'all have y'all's shit completely switched out? Like my now, none of the songs or the all the songs that like were used to be on number one or two are 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 like they're all gone now on my on my own repeat. I have a no, whole new crop. Mine legitimately has not changed, besides like one song. <laughs> Got it. Well, maybe it just truly is my listening habits. I don't know. Um. Okay. Well, here we are. Um. Who wants to go first? I no guess one? I'll go. I don't know. No yeah. one to go. Go first. ahead. No, go We're ahead. all here. It's, it's the same one again. You know, make this ramen <laughs> cosmic like the marching bands of Manhattan, and then appointments <laughs> by Julian Baker. I don't know why it hasn't changed. I've listened to shit. But. What do What do you think it is? What What do I think it is? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, what have I been listening to lately? Yeah. What do you think, yo? There would definitely be some Allison Chains in there. I don't know why that. Why that's not there, but that would probably be the top three. I've been listening to a lot of that. What have you, you been listening from Allison Chains? Shit off the dirt, man. <laughs> off the of dirt. It's a good album. So she just listened to the whole album? Yeah. Not like singles or anything? That's oh, okay. Run it straight through, you know? When did, when did we got to talk about, we're going we're gonna to have a, I think one, th- one day we should do a podcast just like on listening habits. Like how, how we listen to music and like maybe like where we listen to music and stuff like that. Yeah. Be interesting. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I listen to lots of uh, Three Kings. 
uh, by Rick Ross, Dr. Dre, and Jay Z. I had <laughs> said in the, uh, I had said in the, uh, in the group. He's that, feeling pretty Florida. Um, maybe just living in Florida, <laughs> or maybe this is the <laughs> summer. But, I, <laughs> but I've been listening to a lot of Rick Ross, uh, Dr. Dre's um, verse on this uh, song is ass, even though it's written by Jay Z. Uh, he tells a girl to listen to to her. He tells a girl to listen to his beats through his headphones, um, which is just which is just dumb. You've been funny. listening to "Here I Am," man. That's a Rick Ross banger, right there. I've been listening to mafia music, uh, where he talks about throwing that uh, Floyd Mayweather money in the air uh, <laughs> because it looks funny. Uh, he's basically saying that. All Floyd Mayweather's uh, money's fake, um, and that's where his, his beef with Fifty Cent actually originated from. And then I've been listening to "Touching Yourself" by a Japanese hey. house. <laughs> that album. Now that is a banger. <laughs> Honestly, I'm Gotta surprised that's that. not on my thing. Actually, because went back quite a few times. Yes. Yeah, so um. Cool. What you got? What you got over there, DeAndre? Did you Did you even go? No, I haven't gone yet. I don't need to go first every single time. It's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got number one is um, Hold Me Like a Grudge by Fall Out Boy from the new Fall Out Boy album. New Fall Out um, Boy album? New Fall Out Boy album. It's pretty bad, but I, I like <laughs> this. I think this is the only song that's worth its um, worth its uh, worth up to snuff. Mm. As the old old white man might say. Did you go see that Fallout Boy movie when it was in theaters? No. Fallout Boy movie. Uh, I just was. I was what trying to gauge what what kind of fan. I didn't. Were, you know. I didn't know what? there was a Fallout Boy movie. There's a was movie. In yeah, yeah. It was like about their. It was that. Was that? Yeah. Just keep talking. Just keep. <laughs> I thought maybe you meant like a Pete Wentz sex tape or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> no, not him and Nicole Simpson. Um, <laughs> or I was Ashley Simpson. Sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, my so my second song is is a little insane. Okay. Good start. Like it. It's "Good Looking" by Dixon Dallas. This is an incredibly gay <laughs> country song. Okay. Okay. Where, it's brave uh, after dude, so many weeks of where, dude, it right? got it's it's being popularized on TikTok right now. Oh, is that the one? With, he's like he's bouncing cheeks. off my booty cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had to make up for all the Morgan Wallen you were listening to. So I mean, right, right, right. So uh, this song is funny, and the funniest part about it is that it's also a good country song. <laughs> you just be riding with the windows down, playing this shit. Um, I, I have done that once the funny, so I was at the beach with my, with my housemates and we were listening to the song as a joke and, and because, as, and because it's good. Um, Dixon Dallas is the alter ego of a rapper named Jake Hill. Little Garth um, Brooks, okay. uh, Chris Gaines. Uh. I don't, and it, everyone now is like, is, is he gay? It seems like he's gay, but I don't know, whatever. Um, and then I got Mary uh, by King Pot Perry and Velvet Negroni. This is a song that I just literally found on, on the Spotify radio. It's like funky vibes. Um, coming in at number four, The Game of Love by Santana featuring Michelle Branch. Wow. A fucking banger. 
He's on Supernatural. If you haven't Michelle heard Branch. it in a long time. What do you say? Says shout out to Michelle Branch. Shout out to Michelle Branch. Yeah, where'd she go to, man? Um, I think she did. She recently catch some domestic abuse charges. No, nope. Off some off some bullshit though. Um, she's everywhere. That's what I'll say. Okay. Well, um, (laughs) do your own research. (laughs) (laughs) Do your own research. That's all I got. Killing it with the puns today. I got. He tried to sneak that by you, and he might have snuck (laughs) it by you. (laughs) I was. Did you not get that Michelle Branch song? Yeah, it's, it's the popular. Michelle Branch song. We, the only I I know Michelle TV. Branch songs. Turn me inside out so I can see. <laughs> when I close my eyes, it's you. Oh, there. that's Michelle Branch. Yeah, bro. Yeah. When I close my eyes, I believe that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. He said, that's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know that shit at all. She was hidden back cool. then, man. Come on. Cool. Oh, my God. Hold on. I started playing it. Now I won't stop playing in my headphones. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's loud as hell over there. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw a trailer for this Fallout Boy. It was like a documentary about their... Like making the album? Yeah. Or but like it was in theaters? Their tour thing. I thought they showed it in theaters for like a short amount of time. They yeah. did that in the 2000s. They'd be like, people wanted to go for the documentary and shit. I'm like, I'm going to watch Jay-Z make the Black Album? That's what I'm doing right now? Yeah, that was a big deal. They had one like for Hannah Montana and for like... Hey, I saw that. I did see that though. <laughs> I mean, who, Hannah Montana you know. one? No, the Black Album one. The fucking <laughs> Hannah Montana album one. I mean, who didn't want to see, you know, Jay-Z reacting to the Timbo Beats, you know? It was cool. It's showing the MSG and stuff like that. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, that's all we got. <laughs> and why don't you take us out? <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for joining us. Make sure you check us out on 3D Changer on Instagram. Uh, you can email us at 3DCpod at gmail.com. Um, you can find DeAndre at DJ Retrotron on Instagram. You can also... Check out his other, sorry, podcast called I'm the Villain. Are we allowed to still talk uh, about it? I feel like it's going to get banned. He's going to be like, stop bringing that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Like se- separation of uh, church and state in this motherfucker, man. <laughs> you find it uh, at I'm the Villain Pod. Uh, they just recently had an, uh, another episode drop. Uh, so DeAndre working. Uh, oh, he's back. Working two mm. jobs. We back. Don't worry about it. Going overtime. Best um, podcast in the world. Find Clausen posting pictures of him getting lost in the woods at Clausen Drums. <laughs> I don't know about that find one. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at aceboogie.wave. And yeah, see you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>